again, it's just like that, that mentality that nothing is going to stop me. And that's why I find exercise and participating in races, encouraging other people, completing my Peloton goals is that I see myself now participating because other people can't. And I have no excuse. I'm not in a bed having chemo pumped into my arm. I'm not recovering from surgery. I have no excuse not to live my best life and not to encourage other people to do so. So I I really hope to inspire people, especially people who are feeling alone or feeling like they can't do something. Just know that there are so many people out there who are cheering you on and my example from hardcore on the floor with cancer patients posting in there I feel and they're feeling alone and just so many people come out and say i went through this too and you've got this it's more than just your output more than a bike when you hear your shout out you know it's all right put on your magic pants and let's go we're cruising into the power zone Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 224. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. I, uh, excited. I got my booster shot. I know. You're all boosted. Week. I am boosted. So, except I, you're not boosted. You're low on energy because you got boosted. Because I got my booster. But <laughs> it wasn't as bad as, uh, the, the shots the first time. The first shot wasn't so bad. The second one was. I got hit by a truck and this one was like I thought less than the first one I feel like it was because you didn't even get cold and you got cold on both of them yeah totally I didn't yeah I didn't have that this time so but uh but yeah so I was excited to get called in to do the booster since it's been over a year since I got my vaccine I know because we we did the study and so uh it's they're going through and ordering doing them so you got pulled out of the study we're in now you're in a new study I got in a new study and I, I went in today to do my little six month checkup and they were like because I got mine so much later because I got the placebo right and they were like okay so you'll get your booster eventually but we have no idea when and I was like well my husband got his yesterday she was like yeah he's special yeah so <laughs> I was like all right but you got more time and wait because you yeah, got yours, I do. I you do. finally it's, got the real thing in like February uh, yeah so. it was the end of January the okay. second dose was the very first Sorry. week of February but okay. you know but yeah it had been 13 months I know. Over 13 months for me. So I was just like, uh, do I get a booster? Every, everything in the paper says like eight months. <laughs> so, hi. You're all, you're boosted now. I am boosted now, which is nice because normally the only thing I get that boosters are seats. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can see the, see over the table when we go to a restaurant. You're all grown up now. I'm all grown up. So uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Well, we got to talk about Peloton's newest uh, foray into stardom yes. so you know the big cody news of course uh and then uh we also have dr jen visiting and she's going to talk to us about how to like square the athlete that you are compared to the athlete that you want to be okay um and uh then we're going to talk about some interesting rumors in the peloton world and we've got a angelo visit from metpro and he's going to help us figure out if being a vegetarian is the best source of energy and if it's the best way to achieve your fitness goal 
which is also amazing articles and write-ups about Peloton. Lots of fun Peloton news coming. So all kinds of good stuff. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and uh, follow us so you never miss an episode. Also, perhaps leave a review. Uh, We have a new one. Yay! This is from Ponage23. And it says, fun and informative, great hosts and on-point Peloton topics. Learn math, math and how to avoid the glitter monster all in one place. <laughs> all true stories. Yes. Thank so, you. Thank you very much for that. And also thanks to people that have been sharing the show on their social media channels. We always appreciate that. We should probably throw in last couple weeks. We've actually cracked the top 10 on the Apple Podcast Fitness Chart. So, we have. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you very much for everyone that one listens and two lets your friends and other Peloton acquaintances aware of our existence. You yes. can also uh, if you want to stay up on to date on things throughout the week, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clipout. While you're there, like the page, join the group, uh, sign up for the newsletter at theclipout.com. And of course, you can watch all of these episodes on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the clipout. So uh, that's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? What's going on? <laughs> Happened. I mean, go. Woo! So uh, I guess we should jump right in. I guess the big story, the undeniably big story, is that Cody Rigsby <laughs> will be on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Which I, I think that's uh, it's pretty impressive. Like every time you feel like the Peloton instructors have kind of reached the 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 Next top level. the top tier status in the world of pop culture, they just right. they come up with a new way to break through at an even greater level. Yeah, I and he looks like he could win, right? I oh. mean, there's only like one other person yeah, out on the whole cast that's danced before, right? Yeah, JoJo is the other one. So, right? But here's the thing. I mean, it's a, it's a, you, it's you ballroom. vote. You, and and but, it's ballroom. And, but you also vote. Okay, so, so yeah. I was talking about this with various people today. None of us had watched the show. Yeah, so, it's not my thing. <laughs> uh, what, what I, what I'm hearing is it's a mixture of the judges and the voting from home. So it could still go either way. You know, also, uh, you know, how many how many echelon users are out there that are going to vote him off? You know, like like six. I hadn't thought about all the I fit. There you go. There you go. So that guy out. So I think the 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 bigger problem ultimately is is going to be that as much as you guys love your Peloton Uh-oh. instructors. Uh oh. I, I mean, do you really Uh-oh. think he can overcome the fan base of a JoJo Siwa? I mean, she's got like a hundred million TikTok followers, a hundred million Instagram followers, and they're a different age, right? They have nothing but 
time on their hands. Yeah, that's that is Ooh. true. I I, I really need to know more about the voting system and how it works before I can truly weigh in on this yeah. because I actually have no idea. I've never watched the show. Um, what I do know is now I have to start watching so that every week we can give an update, regardless of you know however long he lasts. I'll we let gotta. You do, I'll let you handle that. Yeah. Oh, you can watch it with me. You know, you <laughs> might have caught. Two episodes or so. When, well, well, how did it work? How did it work? Uh, a long time ago. I could barely remember. <laughs> so I, <laughs> you know, hey, you um, know what? Oh, go ahead. I think we might be saying the same thing. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, you remember the days when we got all excited because we saw a Peloton commercial? Right. Right. <laughs> and then we posted everywhere. It'd right. be all in the OPMP. We saw a Peloton bike on TV. Now these pe- these guys are like actual celebrities on big names. Sh- this is crazy. I remember one time I was in the studio and I ran into Cody and <laughs> this is like four or five years ago. And Cody's Cody, I'm trying to get a selfie with him. And Cody says, man, you get more likes than me. Now, how <laughs> hilarious is that? Now? You're like, you where's, I mean? where's my dancing with the stars? Yeah, gig? Those days with my little 20 likes. Those yeah. days have changed. But you know, it was funny. Like when you say what a celebrity is, like let's talk through how yesterday went, okay? So apparently Cody posted on his Instagram that uh he was flying to LA and Right. It's like he wanted us to know cuz he wore the yellow mask. Like it was pretty distinctive. So then paparazzi they see him going into the the Dancing with the Stars studio and they ca- they capture a picture and he's got their like ridiculously silly face shield on that's like mirrored so you can't see the celebrities like that's the whole that's the whole deal. <laughs> and then like he's wearing an Adidas hat. But then like what seals the deal for me is that he's wearing his signature shoes, you know, that's got the Velcro on it from 1980 and um <laughs> <laughs> and they're white like they're the whitest shoes you've ever seen because I bet he has like a hundred pairs or he has somebody like he's got people now that like clean them you know uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and so then it becomes uh, a matter of I had to call the Peloton prophet last night right. and I was like okay let's let's break this down um, I had pictures where I was I was comparing Cody's neck size you know in the in the paparazzi picture compared like, to past like, pictures on his Instagram it was like the Supruda tape and then it was like well but like his ear is this shape and his ear is that shape and then I had other people chiming in like his calves don't look the same you know how many people were out there doing forensic That's analysis what I'm on saying. his oh no <laughs> I don't see that scar. And it was the Peloton prophet that was like, Crystal, look at the shoes. It's this is obvious. It's done. I was like, okay, case closed. It's confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) And but this is the amount the attention to detail that goes into her deciding whether or not to share information like this. Like Mm -hmm. she doesn't just Mm -hmm. leap at at every rumor that's out there. I don't. There's too many. There's too many. Otherwise, I would be like, there's eight new instructors rumored this week. (sighs) Yeah. Boring. (laughs) So I saw some people complaining. Because I know I I know this is going to shock you. I saw some people on the internet complaining, <laughs> and uh, John's ready to run. Yeah, I'm getting nervous because they're like, "Well, it's not fair because he has 
dance, dance background. A dance background. He had been a dan- a backup dancer for Katy Perry and and Britney uh, Spears. I think it was Britney Spears. No, I think it was Katy Perry and Nicki Minaj. Maybe Nicki Minaj. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and so people were like, "Well, that's not what the the point of the show." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, but. I mean, they they have had other people with dance background. So, like, I mean, right. So, Joey Fatone and Lance Bass, Lance Bass, Lance Bass from NSYNC. <laughs> so, but not counting them, they don't have people with dance background. But also Nick and Drew Lachey from Ninety Eight Degrees. So, except for the NSYNC guys and the Ninety Eight Degrees guys, they don't really have people with dance backgrounds. Except for Sabrina Bryan from the Cheetah Girls and AJ McLean and. And Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. So except for like the Cheetah Girls and the Backstreet Boys and 98 Degrees and and Insync, they don't have people with that that dance background. But except for Mel B from the Spice Girls and Nicole Scherzinger from Pussycat Dolls. Other than that, they don't have people with dance backgrounds. Oh, and Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing. (laughs) So other than that, oh, and Heather Morris from Glee. Okay, 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 okay. I I get it. I get it. She literally... did, she was a background did you did some real serious research I did. Or he's she, been watching this in the basement. No, I did no, this research I don't think so. so she was a backup dancer for for Beyonce when Glee did their single ladies episode <laughs> they she literally taught them how to do it because she had already done it on the Grammys so okay so yes this is this is one concern people have and I agree with you there's been tons tons of people I'm not even done with my list okay well please stop uh, <laughs> we gotta we'll never finish like Neve we, Shulman from cat Fish. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't know he had a dance background. Uh, he was in like dance troops as a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, but here's the thing: as long as it's evenly distributed, who cares? Yeah. Um, and so that that JoJo chick, you know, she has the dance background, so it'll be fine. You know, people are already calling. It's going to be the last round is going to be JoJo versus Cody. Like that's what they're already calling. And some of those, I don't know if it counts, because, you know, when I was in the sixth grade, I took tap dancing lessons. I mean, but so I you, can't you're disqualified. Dance. You're disqualified. I you mean, can't go on. You know. Mm-mm. Oh, that's why. <laughs> I can't dance at all. That that's doesn't why he, count now. That's why he turned down their offer. That makes sense. He was like, it's just so not you fair. do get more likes than Cody. But like Cody wasn't quite as really? good of a dancer as you are. So oh, they let him that's on. What it was. That's what it was. <laughs> Uh, And I've also heard that um, from people who take a lot of Cody classes, they said that Cody has mentioned uh, that he's like stressed out about a project he's been working on, that he's like Mm. frustrated himself because he hasn't been doing like as well as he thinks he should have. So like they think Mm. that's what's going on. Also, there's, uh, you know, on demand classes the rest of the week. And uh, so, I mean, we know this is all playing into this, but uh, there's been a lot of speculation around what is this going to do to Cody's schedule? Because it was already a little bit light and people were complaining that there's only like three or four rides. Cody rides a week now. But on the other hand, like people like do bi-coastal work stuff all the time and he only needs to be there for a couple of days to actually like film. Right. So it should be fine. Right. So and also it's got everybody in Peloton talking about it. And now we're all going to be watching Dancing with the Stars. And I have never watched the show before. Not one time. And now I got to watch the show. But so- I, <laughs> I think more importantly for Peloton, though, it's it gets a Peloton instructor in front of a bunch of people that maybe weren't thinking about Peloton. So absolutely. That was where I, I was going. Well. That's yeah. where I was like, going. Regardless of the schedule. That's what I think as well. You know, however long the season is uh, on Dancing with the Stars, I think it's all 
plus plus the positive for for Cody and, yeah. and his own career and for Peloton. So it's no different. It's all good. It's no different than a TV show letting a cast regular skip a few episodes so they can go make a film. No, it, it's not. It's not. It's just you know people worry that like okay, well if Peloton starts doing this, then. What happens next? Now they've become such big celebrities. They don't have time for Peloton. And that's why we love them, like because they're one of us. And so but I would argue like in the last year and a half, they're not one of us anymore. I mean, yeah. the instructors are amazing. They're all good people, but it has changed. And I mean, there's changed. no denying that. So and I think a, a, another uh, kind of uh, system to look at in terms of how this could work, uh, oddly enough is um professional wrestling because a lot of their wrestlers you know they they go off and make movies Mm -hmm. and then they come back and you know the the rock still comes back and competes john cena still comes back and competes batista still comes back and competes and a lot of times it's tied in to whatever the new project is but they still pop up and compete as wrestlers and i think that you could maybe see a paradigm shift to a model like that to where you know it it benefits both parties it it because now the WWE is a legit launching pad to a film career and right you know it, and the, and because of that they get bigger and better people to want to be wrestlers cuz it's a way in so and that's absolutely i'm actually interested to see that dynamic occur like yeah. i i would love to see Cody do this, whether he's, you know, he wins or is successful on the show or not, have it launch him into some other stratosphere, because I think that would be great for Peloton, of course, great for him, but amazing for Peloton. I know we may lose him, you know, I know, but but I think it'll ultimately just be a, a plus plus. And we haven't seen that happen yet. Like we, we've seen them, you know, become more popular and tabloids write about them, but we haven't seen this, this is next level this dynamic where they just ascend all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, this I'm is, for that. and we've been talking about how they're becoming celebrities, but I feel like this is the first time that we've, this it's is next literally level. called dancing with the stars. Yeah. yeah that it's like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> you, you're big enough to be on this. It's network television. That's still right. That's, that still means something. Doesn't mean as much as it used to, but it still means right. something. <laughs> you know? Right. I have a, a question, though. Um, so what about all the the people who are worried about the schedule going forward since we don't know what's going to happen? Do we think that that will make people have to go find other instructors? Do you think it will mean that peloton eventually brings on even more people do you think it doesn't matter at all and everybody will just chill out my gut or well what i want it to be i don't know if this will happen <laughs> but what i want it want to happen is it just ascend his popularity and then even his on-demand classes become a thing right and a live class just all of a sudden just be becomes the greatest thing ever. Like, I just want to see it just ascend who he is. And and I'm hopeful that it doesn't matter at all. Right. Hmm. But well, we we shall see. I I'm think very it's curious. safe to say, though, people will never calm down. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> um, people tend to not calm down. Yes. That's my that's ba- my concern. Based on past experience, they don't calm down. They do not. Yeah. So uh, moving on, I thought this article was interesting. Peloton's app usage. This is from the deep dive Peloton's app usage plunges 42 percent in four months. And here's where it takes a weird turn into 
uh, bat shittery. Um, <laughs> As customers lose confidence in product safety. Hey, I'm so concerned the tread might kill me. I'm not going to use the app anymore. Thank you. What the holy hell? How I'll tell you what. This person, whoever the hell wrote this art, who is Hermina? Hermina, Hermina, you don't even understand what Peloton is. Yeah. So probably not a good idea for you to write an article because of these articles they were hilarious oh my god this is terrible like terrible writing like there was zero research done on this oh wait we have to go back to back dancing with the stars oh, sorry one thing i forgot to ask tom when all your research or john do you know when does the season officially start september 20th oh. there you go okay oh, September. Okay. yeah 20th. i didn't know yeah i, well, I didn't know either uh people were asking and i was like google that shit guys but i have <laughs> since tom did all the research <laughs> it might have been in there <laughs> i'm your google now okay back to this terrible article yes what do you guys think <laughs> well, two things first of all the dive wrote two separate articles this is the second of two the, the, you know so, so this one is about apptopia that that app intelligence service that monitors app usage, I guess, on, mm -hmm. on different phone platforms. And they're saying, oh, snap, <laughs> app usage is down 42% over the last four months. Mm -hmm. Well, the dive had an article before this where they were actually quoting a statement by BMO Capital Markets. And BMO okay. had, had lowered their guidance on Peloton. And they were just questioning whether or not the, the lower app usage had anything to do with um, the the pandemic or if we were you know people were just you know kind of the 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 shine had worn off on peloton but at the end of that article bmo goes but their uh connected fitness numbers were up so maybe that was just conversion from the app users <laughs> i was right? wondering right? that too like is it so <laughs> is some of this people going you got me i'm buying a bike <laughs> i so it's basically the same concept, two different articles, except in one of them, you know, they come to a conclusion that I don't know, maybe it's not. But this one, they're just very, you know, definitive and descriptive. They're just like, the trend freaked everyone out. <laughs> Nobody's using that anymore. Ah! And I'm like, right, um, right, they motley fooled it. <laughs> yeah, they did motley fool it, which we I don't know if we have it later in the show or not, but Motley Fool wrote another article this week. Yeah. And actually they had a video. It was the exact opposite as last right. week. I think we have it later in the we in do. the show. But um <laughs> but this one cracks me up too because it's like um even if it's not all conversions, like it also is summertime and the right. first time people have been really you know, allowed to leave their homes in some states. I mean, the pandemic is still going on and we have more people dying now. But but like for a minute there, everybody thought it was safe right. to go out of their house. And so so like it also right. could be something to do with that, too. Right. You make a good point. Like we know that busy season is October through March. And then as soon as you get into April. Right. And then you get April towards September. People are outside. And every year the numbers do that. Yeah. Like I mean, the article says. Oh, August, it leveled out. It looks like it's starting to come back up. Of course it is. We're getting close to October. Like I, but so, yeah, that that all was kind of hilarious to me that they even mentioned that this is. The, but they had one point in there that makes you go, OK, maybe. OK. They mentioned that iFit in the same time span had only dropped app usage by some 17 percent. OK. So they're, they're trying to suggest, well, Peloton's is more. So, but isn't, but isn't Peloton, there, Peloton had a much larger influx of people right. and, sampling the product. Right. Doesn't iFit use more of their classes on 
an app like like they don't have as right. much built in so like there's all these live classes peloton has but ifit doesn't really have that so so like you can't even really compare apples to apples there can you you can't there's many more variables as well so you can't really i mean i guess you can kind of oh maybe but yeah it's none of it's apples to apples so and we don't have a comparable number for either of these two outfits from last year like so for all we know this is just common and consistent mm-hmm. right peloton mm-hmm. like i i don't know uh but yeah so it, that's what made it kind of funny to me that they were so the way they you know it's really shock you i guess so yes. definitive that yes it's because of this it's plunging I, I think I think we've we've certainly and we've been here for a while reached the point with Peloton where they went from this company everyone was rooting for mm-hmm. to now they've had enough enough success and you have the people that want to tear it down. Yep. And so, you know, you're you see articles like this every week now about the death of Peloton, basically. <laughs> I think it's, it comes from the right. Peloton members that pretend to love it and hate it. And they're like constantly out there. <laughs> 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 Peloton. Now let me go take this class. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two days gone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they crack me up. Uh, uh, fun times. Yes. Well, thank you, John, for joining us again this week. Until next time, uh, remind everyone where they can find you. They can find me on Facebook in my grouper page, uh, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live, or at runliftandlive.com. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of Zoom tube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. She's also got a long running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. Ladies and gentlemen, and all points in between, it is Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hope you're having a good week so far. So far, so good. <laughs> we'll fix that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, We have a question for you from Stephanie Ann. Uh, She would like to know if you have any advice for being easier on yourself. She says she's asking for a friend, but then she put in a laughing emoji. Um, I was like, is the friend Crystal? (laughs) 
<laughs> it might as well be. The rest yeah. of this totally sounds like me. Well, how I handle it, not what oh, you'll hear. So when you're type A and have a few autoimmune diseases and feel badly because you didn't do an Ironman, kidding but not kidding this weekend, uh, she's struggling with the athlete she wants to be versus the reality of the autoimmune issues. Um, and so I don't have autoimmune diseases. I just feel like I should be doing more all the time. That's why I don't want to like take her. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to steal. You don't want to appropriate her. Exactly. But I think it's a struggle that that a lot of people feel, especially type A people, whether or not they struggle with an autoimmune disease or not. And, you know, we've talked a lot about this. I, I think that there's been a lot of talk in the community, the clip out community in particular, the Peloton community. Um, and, and I think that you know, first of all, setting reasonable goals that take into account any physical health issues that you have, any emotional issues, anything that's going on crises in your life. Like, you know, I know that I had a week, I don't think I even told you guys, but where the plumbing exploded in my house, including um, in the bathroom off of my gym where sewage was flooding in through I can't even tell you how vile it was. My daughter had a medical emergency. My parents had an emergency. Like, it was just one of those weeks and I had to go like, okay, I always meet all of my goals, like no matter what. And I had to even go like, okay, I'm I'm going to skip that 10 minute arms class and I'm not going to beat myself up over it. And <laughs> later in the week, I'll just do it. And like, that needs to be okay. So I get it. And sometimes we just have to really look at what's going on in our life, our physical, our mental, our emotional situation at any given moment. Sometimes we have to rewrite our goals. Sometimes we have to reevaluate. Sometimes we have to change our self-talk. And we've talked a lot about self-talk. And we also have to look at where does that self-talk come from? And is it serving us? Is it inspiring us and helping us to be better athletes and fulfill our commitments to ourselves in a positive way? Or is it hurting us? Is it making us just beat ourselves up? Is it making us make bad choices, like pushing too hard at a time when maybe our body needs rest? So I think that a lot of this is about tuning into ourselves, but really at the the kind of baseline, it's about changing our self-talk and changing our self-talk from berating, mean, and cruel. And, And, you know, I often say, would you say this to your best friend? Would you say this to your spouse? Would you say this to someone that you love? Well, then why are you saying this to yourself? And that if you find yourself beating yourself up over and over again, one of the exercises I really love, and I have this in my No More Diets app, is that on the left side of the paper, write down the negative things that you're saying. And then on the right side, write down the response. I like at least I like four to five responses back. And you don't even have to believe it in the beginning. And you want it to be like a positive affirmation. You don't want to use negative words because the unconscious mind doesn't pick up on the negative words. So if you say like, I will not be mean to myself, your unconscious here is I'll be mean to myself. <laughs> Whereas if you say, I will, I will be kind to myself, that's a more effective affirmation or response to uh, the negative stuff in your mind. But, but that really is kind of a, a, a key thing, I think, for most people. 
That's fascinating, especially the the f- not just adding a a knot to a sentence. Yeah, you know, like I'm yeah. not going to do that anymore. It's like, and I know yeah. we have talked about that before. It's a, uh, it's. I think that it's it's like anything. You really have to practice it. You really have to stay on it. And it's like find so many times that you have good days and you think you don't need it anymore, and then like, oop, it's back. <laughs> it just and, sneaks up. And- and there are times where it takes back. And also, if you're consistent about it, if you're consistent about doing kind of fighting the fight in your head against that negative self-talk, and especially if you're doing therapy consistently over time, you will start to eradicate it. But it takes years. You know, you have to keep in mind that you have probably been having this voice in your head for decades and decades, that it takes consistency over the long term to fight those voices i would think too like it's funny we had a situation or situation sounds harsh a a moment a couple weeks ago where i think it helps to have someone that maybe reminds you to let yourself off the hook like i was going to work and it was like a, a day where i had to be there for like 15 hours and you were all bummed because i was going to be gone all day and and your your daughter wasn't here and and brian would play video games all day so you were just going to be here by yourself and you were like being negative about that and i was like but you always say you want time to yourself (laughs) i'm like why don't you like embrace that and just do whatever the hell you want all day and you were like oh yeah (laughs) i did yeah i could do that and then you did i did and then the next day you stress out about the things you didn't get done i did do that too and then you got those things done (laughs) in like 45 minutes and you were like why did i stress about all that i think it took longer than 45 minutes 50 (laughs) (laughs) so if you have someone in your life that will like let you off the hook that you put yourself on that sometimes, sometimes us type a's need that permission from yeah. somebody we shouldn't need it but we do <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us until next time where can people find you on all social media at dr jen man two ends on jen two ends on man and i post all of my peloton workouts on my insta stories awesome instructors in the news so uh, oh, we have a rumor <laughs> that Olivia Amato is engaged. Now, this is very much in the rumor category. It is. Yeah. Um, so if you look at her left hand, there is a very, very large size rock on it. But but it's impossible to tell at that angle if it's real um, because costume jewelry can be very sure. good quality. But so. it's also an unusual finger to wear a ring on it. I mean, that that in our culture means something. It absolutely does. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she is also an attractive girl. And there are many women who wear a ring on their left hand to, uh, you know, keep the boys away I, or I, keep anyone away I, that they don't want to be hit on by. I, I used to have to do the same thing. I'm so sure, Tom. I I'm totally sure. understand. So, I mean, I'm not saying she's not engaged. I am saying she has not said right. she's engaged. So to me, until she says it publicly, it's it's a rumor. So, fellas, you still take a shot. Or uh, ladies. Well, I just want to point land. out that on uh, October, excuse me, August 19th, she posted a picture with that same ring on. But then a couple days after that, she posted a picture saying she was home from Ireland. She was doing a selfie shot in the mirror. Same hand. 
there was no ring in the picture. Um, well, I mean, there were rings, but not but that not, ring. What? Not an engagement type ring on no, that finger. No, it was just some gold bands. And so, and then a couple of days after that, this picture appeared. And she, I mean, tons and tons and tons of people have said, you must be engaged. And she has not responded to them. So if she is, she doesn't really want to talk about it. Boy, people are really getting an inside look and... Uh how closely you pay attention to things. I guess they are. <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, Extra, the TV show, I'm assuming that's what this is for. Extra. I, I said, do I have to say it like that? Extra. Extra. Uh, they <laughs> talked to Kendall Toole about how she handles having famous fans. Yeah. Did you watch this? No. I didn't either. Um, I just, I like watched it, but with the sound down because I was busy. I mean, right. I was checking on Olivia's ring. So, you know, give me a break. Multitasking. But, um, it was a pretty short video from what I saw, but people, it, I mean, it's great because she got a, the headline is Peloton's hot trainer Kendall Tools even got LeBron James working yeah. up a sweat. So that's one of her famous fans. So that's pretty cool. I've heard lots of good things that are going to be coming about this new metal ride, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Put a pen in it. Okay. Bend. And then we have a couple uh, Peloton articles from Shape Magazine. The first is uh, Pregnancy and Motherhood has taught Peloton's Robin Arzan the power of no. Which I got to disagree with. Uh, I remember uh, back way back when I first started Peloton, mm -hmm. Robin was quoted in an article at the time and she was like, you got to say no to things. It, you have to not everything. I remember her saying this. Not everything can be considered to be the same level. You can't do everything right. at the same level. So you have to pick what is most important and you have to say no to the things that aren't. So I don't agree that being that a mother and being pregnant taught her. Now, maybe it reminded her, <laughs> <laughs> but I think Robin knew how to say no just fine before. That would be my guess. Mm -hmm. What do I always say? All italics is, is no italics is the same as no italics. It's true. However, this was still a great article. I love uh, hearing all the backgrounds about all the instructors. And as they continue to get more and more popular, we will continue to see more and more details about it. But this will give you a little insight into how, how she deals with things as a new mom and having too much on her plate. And then uh, Shape Magazine also talked this week about Emma Lovewell and her 80-mile bike ride to f help raise money for cancer research. Yeah, I saw uh, Emma's posts about this, and I thought that was pretty cool. She went ahead and did the Pan Mass Challenge, which is where you you uh, ride all that way, and it's 80 miles. And she hadn't done it in the past, but she wanted to do it because she wanted to raise awareness for it, and uh, she just thought it would be a really cool way to highlight uh, cancer research, and so that's why she did it. Pretty cool. Aditi Shaw is gracing the pages of Vogue India. This really warmed my heart because uh, when when Aditi posted about this, mm -hmm. uh, she just was so excited. Like you could see her excitement. Yeah, uh, there's there's the the image that really got me. Like, look at that. She is so thrilled <laughs> to be in Vogue India, and uh, they they take several kind of like pictures of her and how to make like leggings, sneakers, etc., and how to work in a New York setting. So how to take active wear to doing like other things besides just working out. And so she shows that within the magazine. And I thought that was really cool. So apparently there's something called the American Influencer Awards. Yes. I was unaware of it. And <laughs> 
Peloton has not one, not two, not three, but four different instructors up for awards in various categories. It's true. Uh, Jess Sims and Tunde are both up for Brand Collaboration Influencer of the Year. Aditi, who we just talked about, is up for Yoga Influencer of the Year. Nice. And Alex, Alex Toussaint, is up for Fitness Instructor of the Year. That's amazing. How, I, it's hard to... Th- I'm like, I'm like, wait, there are people up for Fitness Instructor of the Year that aren't Peloton. <laughs> Instructors, I know, right? They're out there, right? Um, And uh, if you go to the AIAA Awards dot com, you can vote. And all you have to do, if you don't want to vote on all the categories, you only want to vote on the ones with our instructors. uh, You can easily do that by just skipping, just hit skip a few times, and you'll get to the fitness category. Took me a minute to figure it out. You know, it's directed toward the kids. And we will include that link in this week's newsletter. So you can sign up for that at theclipout.com. And, and you can vote daily, by the way. Oh, how about mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Celebrity sightings, because they're all celebrities now. Allie Love was spotted at the U.S. Open. Yeah, and I feel like there were other instructors, too. Um, maybe Tunde. But U.S. Open posted, a cu- I think it was U- usopen.org. They posted a few pictures of celebrities. And uh, I know Allie was definitely pictured there. So... I guess it's a thing for people to go to the U.S. Open. I remember seeing that when I was younger, too. I've never gone. I have no interest in watching tennis. Like, that sounds incredibly boring. Have yeah, you ever been? To, 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 a, to a tennis match. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. It's sports. Yeah. I avoid that. That's how I feel. At all possible. But, yeah, they had a page with lots of different celebrity photos, and Allie Love was on there. The link we had stopped working. So well, You, you had a lot of trouble with your links today. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> But this link is still working. Sloan Stevens on the importance of being open about your mental health struggles. So did you get a chance to read this one? No. Okay. Neither did I. I did all the Dancing with the Stars research. That's fair. I knew it was September 20th. Come on. (laughs) Well, I do know that the point, the reason that I grabbed the article is because it had a Peloton mention. Um, I believe uh, she talked about, yep, there it is, Tunde. She, it says, uh, Stevens talked to Peloton's Tunde about the importance of taking care of your mental health and at this event, and both athletes agreed self-care is important, like indulging in aromatherapy with essential oils, uh, but taking care of your mental health requires more than that. And then they go into some ways that you can uh, take care of your mental health. So that's pretty cool. Peloton in the news. So uh, Peloton has launched an additional Instagram channel. They sure have. Yeah, I saw this, what, uh, Tuesday morning? Yeah. And uh, at the time, this is so cute, they had 45 followers. And uh, uh, I posted that I thought that they would be launching a new brand that's going to be all Peloton. It's going to be developed by Peloton. It's going to be designed by Peloton. And then um, I think it was around 3 o'clock Eastern that day, they they posted about it. Um, You know, a, a short day a half day and a half later maybe 18 hours they now have 23.6 thousand followers uh so and they have three posts um (laughs) you know no big deal uh that's some that's some nice metrics for instagram yeah that's that's pretty quick i'm sure it won't stay at that number for very long either as soon as they post real clothes on there instead of just a few images i think it'll go crazy absolutely but rumors are well actually the official news is that it will drop sometime tomorrow, which which will be the 9th of September. So by the time this airs, it will already be out. Uh, now, there's been 
you know, we talked earlier about you can't do anything without people complaining. Right. Uh, I saw a lot of people that were like, I don't like the Peloton branded clothes. I like all of the uh, collaborations. Wham. And I mean, a lot of people said that. So it will be interesting because uh, from what I hear, there's not going to be any more collaborations. Oh, no more Lululemon. No more Nike. No more anything. I don't know if that's true. That's what I'm hearing. I have not confirmed that 100%. Also, the people that like to buy those things on the secondary market, the value is about to skyrocket. Or is it because now Peloton can make it look exactly the same? Because do you remember about a month ago, we talked about how the cheetah outfit was back? We saw Mm -hmm. Robin and she was like, we did a picture, we did a photo shoot today and this is outfits. And we were like, oh, this must be coming out soon. Well, that's all going to be Peloton label now. So if it looks the same as it did before, but it has a Peloton label on it, is the other stuff still important? Yeah, there are still people that they chase those labels. They like Nike. They like Lululemon. They're going to, you know what I mean? That are, that are still going to want those. The, The unicorns though are mostly with items they're they're mostly not a lululemon they're mostly not the expensive brands uh i'm not saying there's not exceptions to that Mm -hmm. because there are but the prints the prints that everybody like goes after those are those are not lululemon so um in the resale market the unicorns that sell for fifteen hundred dollars a bra i I don't want somebody contacting me and being like people sell that buy the (laughs) i know they do but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about in the resale market for fifteen hundred dollars a cheetah bra, I think Peloton is about to make that market collapse. I think it's going away completely, which explains a lot why Peloton uh, got rid of Peloton Closet. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, I was like, so now we know why they were so aggressive about Peloton Closet. They yeah. were like, not so fast. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because there's still other uh, handles out there that still do the same thing. So... And Peloton hasn't shut them down. I don't know if that's because Peloton Closet was so enormously successful in such a short time and these other ones haven't right. had the success that Peloton Closet did. Right. Or if there's some other reason, if there's a way that she was doing it versus what these other people are doing. I have no idea. At any rate, it's all very interesting. Uh, I can't wait to see what they have because I really loved the colors. Uh, what they're showing looks a lot like the pair of black leggings that I have that have like a ribbing down the side and they're um, they have pockets on them. In fact, it was the one that was torn when I got it and I tried to send it back, but they didn't have a replacement. So I just kept the hole in the leggings and it looks identical to that. So um, I'm curious to see how this will go. And I am curious to hear everybody's feedback because i think it's gonna be really really negative like really (laughs) negative i'm not even joking i am i am dreading hearing all the negativity that's going to be coming out of this also since i was already talking to the peloton prophet we started talking about this apparel thing and the peloton prophet brought up an interesting thought yes does this mean the referral program is going away why do you think that would mean that well because if they put this program, okay, if they, they, they're going to have a whole new label, right? Right. From a business perspective, does this mean it is now on the balance sheet as a completely separate entity, Peloton Apparel? And if it is, then they kind of want to start from scratch. This would be a good time to end the referral program. They don't need the referrals. Like back in the day, they did that because they needed to sell more equipment. They do not need us to sell more equipment anymore. That is not a thing. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I just thought it was an interesting conversation. And I think that it does make sense from a 
financial perspective that they're probably have this listed as a separate entity because it wasn't too long ago in the earnings call, they talked about rolling apparel into equipment sales. So what does this do for the next earnings call? They didn't bring it up on the earnings call at all. Right. Which kind of lends you to think that this is uh, this is a completely different entity and they expect it to not make money. It's going to be separate. I don't mm. know. All just conjecture. Yeah. But interesting. Peloton UK is officially launching on September 14th. It sure is. Um, you know, we talked to... We talked about last week that during our Zoom call the weekend before, Daniel Verway had brought up the fact that like there were no that she felt like they were getting very close. Um, and because some of the instructors had been places that indicated, hey, this is getting ready to happen. And then right after we had that uh, Zoom call that last week, all of a sudden there's no classes between the four, the the September 4th and the 14th. And so it was like, OK. I think this is going to be the big day. Yeah. So now it's official. Danielle was right. September 14th, Peloton UK. So they're opening the brand new studio they've been working on forever. They will not allow members in yet, though. Uh, that's not happening because of COVID. Sure. So uh, also Peloton never does this, but they were like, oh, yeah, and you're going to see some new faces. So all those new instructors that we talked about, here they come. Awesome. Yeah. Yahoo Sports UK, while we're on the UK end of things, uh, had an article about the best Peloton bike accessories you need for your spin workout. And I'm sure the Peloton attorneys love the fact that they used spin in a generic fashion. <laughs> yeah, but uh, here's a question. When you have a word like that that mm -hmm. is under protection, this is a serious question. Is that protected in other countries? Like, wouldn't they have to get that done in like, multiple countries yeah mm -hmm. probably it's probably i mean they they, and they a, may have I they, don't there's know. a good chance they have it trademarked in multiple countries but most of what we've been talking about has been u.s u.s based but yahoo even though this is uk.sports.yahoo it's still yahoo and being mm. read easily mm. over here it does just feed into the notion of spin it's, as a generic term it, it absolutely yeah. does so there's, but, uh, there's some more there's some more uh, ammo the Peloton lawyers can stick on the pile. Absolutely. And we won't uh, drill down on all the various accessories. But if you want that article, it will be in this week's newsletter that you can sign up for at theclipout.com. And then we have a pair of articles this week, uh, one from the Wall Street Journal, one from the Motley Fool, which I just find interesting taken in tandem. Uh, Peloton sold a dream, but investors are waking up. Yeah, which really is just saying that there's tons of analysts you know, bitching about Peloton. Right. Which they are. I mean, sure. we, we've talked about that for a couple of weeks. But yeah. I, I mean, this article is not up to a typical Wall Street Journal <laughs> level article. Like if you read through it, like it's it's pretty light on actual information. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of anecdotal and like, you know, oh, well, you know, the market's down and their shares haven't been doing what they thought. And then the same stuff we're hearing about. Oh, well, they had a recall, yada, yada, yada. So. And these are the same people who were telling you Peloton would never hit $50 a share mm -hmm. 18 mm -hmm. months ago. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that coin, we alluded to this earlier, but Motley <laughs> Fool has an article. Here's why I'm not selling Peloton. I'm assuming since it's Motley Fool, they mean the stock and not their actual bike. <laughs> um, 
And it's just another example of how Motley Fool likes to have it both ways, right? Like yes. they'll write an article about how bad they're doing and then write an article about how good they're doing and then whichever one's right, they'll brag about it later. Yes. So. Yeah. And what the gist of this article is because the prices on the bike are lower, it will mean more subscriptions, which is the exact opposite that the other one said. Right. It was like, oh, these lower prices, there was so much runway that's defensive, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, <laughs> okay. Okay, Motley Fool. <laughs> We take you with a grain of salt. Clip out. So joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube uh, from MetPro, it's Angelo. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Guys, good to see you. Good to see you too. (laughs) Uh, We have another fun question for you. This one's, uh, I think, challenging as well. Um, Ashley Galloweena has a question. She wants to know, there's a lot of trends now that have said eliminating meat is better for overall health and that you can get the same proteins from vegetables and fruit. Is a vegetarian diet really the best source of energy and weight loss? Oh, okay. <laughs> that question is explosive. <laughs> so, you know, welcome to the game show where the answers to all the questions are. It, it depends. depends. <laughs> uh, it depends. So I will try to give as a straight down the middle, direct as possible answer to that question that's not biased. Um, I have seen benefits both ways, but there's a few myths that I think we can very simply clear up. So when somebody says, let's talk about energy and weight loss, what's going to improve your energy and or weight loss is going to be most directly linked to calories and macronutrients overall. Your sourcing can impact that if it's done poorly. So for example, if you go, well, I'm going to increase my energy by eating a pound of food extra at dinner, it's probably not going to work because you're going to end up in that comatose state with your belly hurting, groaning on the floor after. It's probably not going to work out so well. But if you say, I'm going to increase my energy by adding a couple hundred calories across three or four meals throughout the day, that's an effective way, especially if you get it in a balanced way. So now I want to compare apples with apples. So if you have a horrible meat filled diet and you switch to a plant-based diet, it is going to help your health. And if you have a horrible plant-based diet and you switch to a meat-based diet, it's going to help your health. So apples to apples, here's what you actually want to look at. If you're eating, just going to pull a number out of a hat, 1500 calories, and you find that your energy uh, isn't quite keeping up. You're exercising, you're running, you're cycling, and you just don't have enough energy to recover from your workouts. Generally speaking, increasing your overall calories is going to help that the most, unless there's a deficiency in a certain area. For example, if a someone who's eating a mostly plant-based diet is deficient in iron, all of a sudden eating some red meat could actually help their energy. These are fringe cases, though. See, Now, if somebody on the other end of the spectrum is used to eating highly processed foods plus chicken or red meat or, or another animal protein source, and they're never getting any uh, micronutrients from fruits and vegetables, and then they switch to eating fruits and vegetables, 
then yeah, they're going to, they may end up feeling better, but all things being equal, simply the act of increasing your calories to a sustainable point that's going to allow you to recover from your activity is going to be the biggest differentiation when it comes to energy. Now for weight loss, the exact same thing holds true. If you're eating 2000 calories of a plant-based diet and you switch to 1500 calories of an animal-based diet, you're going to lose weight going to lose weight. And that's the interesting distinction that um, I'm trying to stay right down the middle because I, I work with vegans, vegetarians, I work with plant-based, I work with the carnivores, I work with everything in between. I've seen every approach work and produce vitality and health. And I've seen every, produ- uh, every approach fail when implemented in inaccurately or improperly. So, the same amount of protein let's now let's dive into that the same amount of protein from fruits and vegetables no you you will not get the same amount of protein from fruits and vegetables fruits and vegetables are predominantly they're a carbohydrate they're not a protein source like you're going to get in beef poultry etc etc that doesn't mean that a plant-based diet can't also include plant-based proteins, but it's going to need to be implemented purposefully. In other words, a person's going to have to go out of their way to make sure that they're getting the nuts, seeds, uh, supplementary protein. Sometimes we'll use um, plant-based protein powders. Uh, And then if somebody is having dairy or not, that's a factor because that can be a source of dairy. Then there's some people who eat less meats and they'll just eat chicken and fish or just fish. So there's everything in between. So plant emphasis or plant-based means something different to everyone. Now, it absolutely can have good health benefits. A plate of broccoli is probably healthier than a plate of bacon. (laughs) There's a theory there. (laughs) But that's kind of outside the realm of what I'm going to dive into when it comes to heart health, things like that. You know, that's something you want to dive in, talk with your doctor about. But when it comes to getting a performance outcome or a body composition outcome, what I'm always going to be a stickler with my clients is having the right caloric intake for their body at that point in time, because it'll evolve, and the right macronutrient ratios, um, regardless of whether somebody prefers to source those foods with a balance, with a protein or animal heavy, or with a plant-based heavy approach. Okay. I, th- I think that's a good answer. Yeah. I think that was is that fair. Yeah, is that it fair? is fair. Okay. It is fair. Okay. And that's the kind of thought that goes into it at Netpro, right? Like that's, it's not, you say it depends and we tease you for, for that, but that's kind of your superpower is that it depends and everybody's <laughs> different. And so if people are looking to get that sort of personalized approach to, to achieving their fitness goals, where can they find you? Netpro.co slash TCO. Awesome. Thank you. Peloton Artist Collaboration. Peloton and Spotify have partnered up for a Metal Essentials playlist. Yeah. uh, So I'm excited about this one because uh, they don't play a lot of metal on Peloton. Not tons. Um, And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Right. But yeah, not tons. So um, 
this is going to be the class is going to be done by Kendall there. It, that's going to be the live class. There's mm-hmm. also going to be another class that's going to drop on demand. I think it was Friday morning uh, that's been Aldous is teaching. But I was surprised that there are no runs. There are no boot camps. Nothing. You get two bike rides, only one live. I find that fascinating. Absolutely mm. fascinating. Guess so. they don't believe in the power of metal. I don't know. I don't know. I was a little bummed. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I really would rather run to metal than bike. I mean, it's it's good every once in a while, but I've just been in a real running place. So anyway, I'll probably take it just to see what it's like. <laughs> I heard that the last uh, Metallica, I took the last Metallica ride. What am I saying? It was crazy hard that Kendall did. Ah. So some people were like, oh, we want another teacher to teach it. <laughs> <laughs> but because it'll be really hard, but you don't have to use our numbers, guys. But, you know, people want to be a purist. I get that. I do, too. In case you missed it. And then a website called Pocket Lint has tips on how to use your Apple Watch with your Peloton. Yeah. And, okay. So the reason I included this mm-hmm. um, is because I I hear questions about this all the time. People's Apple Watch doesn't work with the Bike Plus. Or people think that, like... They get confused whether they can use their Apple Watch on a Bike Plus or a regular bike. What's the difference? And if you can't, if you can't do it on the boot camp, what are you supposed to do? So this article lays all of it out. It says if you have a Bike Plus and you're taking a bike class, do this. If you have a Bike Plus and you're taking a boot camp, do this. And if you don't have that and you have a regular bike and you have an Apple Watch and you want to use that in a tread, here's what you do. And then If you only use the app, here's what you do. I love the way they laid it all out. It was very clear, very easy. And since it addresses a question I see over and over again, I wanted to make sure people know about it. Awesome. And that will, again, be in your newsletter if you sign up for that at theclipout.com. And then Instagram announced that uh, you can now do live shopping on the gram. So it's interesting. This actually, this whole feature, it actually surfaced sometime in 2020 don't remember exactly when but mm-hmm. i do remember telling you about it because uh it took place in robin arzan's closet do you remember that? i remember you talking about robin arzan's closet and how amazing it was yes and um they, this, that was like one of the first times that they used this feature it w- and so not everyone's had access to it but now it's becoming more widespread it's officially launched and they included peloton as part of their launch so i just thought it was interesting and kind of a callback to that I love that there's only a couple of, you know, a couple of vendors that are mentioned in the headline and Peloton is one of them. Yeah. And then uh, they rattle through all of them, which it's a, a, a an impressive array of artisan brands. So is this just kind of like the Home Shopping Network, but it's on Instagram? I think so. And I don't know if you've been paying attention, but Amazon is doing this too. Like okay. if you just go shop on Amazon, not on your phone, but on your computer, uh, there's this like person up in the upper left-hand corner like, have selling that. you stuff. I ignore it, but I have noticed <laughs> Same. it. Same. I ignore it too. But there's that Lululemon documentary that we... We oh, no, 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 no. Lou LaRoe. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Lou LaRoe. It's all <laughs> leggings to me. I don't know. But, <laughs> well, but very, one's a scam. very different. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but about the, the MLM world yes. of Lou LaRoe. Yes. And, and I think they released the first episode already. We got to watch it early. Yeah. Um, it was really good. But they were talking about that was part of their kind of rise to power is that all the people would just go on Facebook live mm-hmm. and be like, I've got these leggings. I've got these leggings. Yes. And so it's interesting to see that they're emulating that, but for brands that aren't 
MLMs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is interesting. Um, it's kind of fascinating. So if you're curious, uh, there's Dragon Beauty, Casey Musgraves, Peloton. Let's see, Rare Beauty and Outdoor Voices. So, Selena Gomez. Yeah. Oh, that's Rare Beauty. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Uh, and Aveda also on there. So lots of big brands. Peloton Birthdays. And then finally, September 10th, uh, don't forget to say happy birthday to Hannah Corbin. Yeah, remember the days when she was Hannah Marie Corbin? I do. I still have to remind myself not to say Hannah Marie Corbin. <laughs> well, happy birthday to Hannah Corbin. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Michelle Karoulis. Hey, Michelle, how's it going? Hi there. Hi. How's it going? It is great. I'm so excited to be here talking with you. Obviously, I love the clip out in the Peloton community. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for being here. I can't help but notice you have about a bazillion medals on the wall behind you. <laughs> I do. <laughs> is that all marathons or those like 5Ks pushed in there? Um, like They are mainly half marathons. I have my marathon plaque that needs to go on the wall. But I love half marathons. That's my sweet spot. That's my favorite. And there are some 5Ks up there, too. I have to also mention that I'm a back of the packer, which means that I am not a fast runner. I enjoy leisurely pace. Okay. well, I not only enjoy that pace, but it's the only pace I can do. So I totally feel that. I'm like, my goal is always just like not to be the last person crossing the finish line. Like there's nothing wrong with that person. It's just that I gym class. Yeah. Like I don't want to be the last. I just don't want to be the last one. I remember when I ran in Atlantic City, we were doing the relay for the half Ironman there. So I was on the relay team. I was doing the running portion. I was so terrified they were going to like go pick up the cones before I can finish. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt during my Chicago marathon in Mm -hmm. 2019 is I knew exactly what the cutoff time was. And so I had myself timed for that. But that was actually one of my motivators. Like, I'm not going to get picked up by the truck. I'm going to keep going. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I had to go off on a tangent right at the beginning. So how did you originally find Peloton and decide like Peloton was the right equipment for you? This is such an interesting story. So I'm going to take you back to maybe the early 2000s. Okay. And I was out in Chicago. I'm from Chicago waiting for my friends for dinner. So I was there early and Chicago is a very friendly town. Midwesterners in general, I think, are very friendly. So I was just chit-chatting to people and I must have brought up that I either was a group fitness instructor, I was teaching group fitness, something like that. And I was talking to two men and one said, can I ask you a question about group fitness and equipment? I was like, sure. Said, tell me if you think people would like this. I am going to create a bike. What? And there's going to be a TV on the bike. And then there will be instructors live or you could watch them recorded. Do you think Mm. people would like that? No way. Kid you not. Kid you not. So I said, I think this is absolutely amazing. I love this. I had a couple of spin bikes myself. Tom, you might know the brands because you're a fitness guy. Sure. It was. <laughs> <laughs> she said that with no sense of humor. Like you did not betray you. T- you played that straight. Very deadpan. Yes. <laughs> spin bikes. One was probably spin. One was a yellow bike that I cannot remember the name of it. Big I wheel. love them both. It was the big and wheel. I had mentioned. Yeah. I think and he said, "Do you think people would actually bring this home? Because at that time, a lot of people didn't bring equipment like that home." 
And I said, you're talking to a Midwesterner who has lived through winters her entire life to be able to have something like that in the dead of winter. I think it sounds amazing. And then I never thought of it again. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I hope, you know, good luck to those guys. Fast forward to the that commercial. (laughs) And my reaction to the commercial was, oh, my gosh, those guys did it. They did it. So were you able to confirm it was actually like John Foley? Was it John Foley? I think it must have been John Foley. Oh, my God. That's must have been John Foley. Like if you had to pick him up in a lineup, did you know? Like if you. I think it was John Foley and another, I don't know if he had a business partner or somebody. And I don't recall them using the name Peloton. I don't remember any details except for the bike itself. Yeah. And I actually loved the commercial and have a different perspective. What I noticed was here's a woman in the middle of winter because you can see the snow outside. And now she has a bike that she can work out on. So I, that absolutely. is how yeah. I learned of Peloton forever ago. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. So when you saw the commercial, were you like, I need to get one of those? Yeah, I was. (laughs) And I can't remember when the treadmill came out. So clearly I'm a runner and I wanted the treadmill, but really didn't have space for it. So maybe around 2019, I went into the studio or the boutique here in Chicago to test out the bike and the treadmill. And they weren't delivering treadmills to my area at the time. For some reason, every now and then they don't deliver treadmills to certain places. So I thought about whether or not I should get a bike. And then during the pandemic, I'm a a pandemic person when all the gyms closed and it was cold here in Chicago. So I picked up a bike, but I didn't actually get it until summertime. Oh, wow. Wow. So, okay. So you have the bike. Do you have the tread? No, I don't. So I made up my mind the day before the recall that I want. So actually the tread plus is what I want because this flat treadmill is so amazing. It is. So I am waiting for them to come back. I really want a tread plus. I feel horrific for the people who were hurt during that, all of that. Uh, And I'm confident that Peloton will come out with some really amazing fixes and develop a safe piece of equipment. Well, I'm glad that you actually bought one because you told those guys you would. (laughs) I did. I felt like I had to stick to my word because I was so excited to hear them talk about it. And then I saw the commercial. And at that time, you know, I had a huge fitness facility that I was going to. So I really wasn't into home fitness at that time. The way I was, you know, in the past when I had my own space with things. And now, again, in a loft in Chicago, I don't have a ton of space. I have mapped out where I would put everything and I will make it work. I will make it work. And I have a wish list that my boyfriend knows about. So maybe you never know. Maybe he'll get it for you for a holiday. Then you can relive the commercial and it will have come full circle. Oh, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And And then we can make a video. Yeah. Yes. For a holiday, Labor Day is just around the corner. Uh, Hey, (laughs) Tom, I love you, too. (laughs) And he likes the bike, too. He uses the bike. So. Oh, well, then there you go. So he's got to see the benefit of the tread. I mean, yeah. So, okay. I know you said that you used to be a fitness instructor. What classes were you teaching back then? I taught almost everything. So I started (laughs) off as a group fitness instructor at Loyola University Chicago at the Hallis Sports Center. So I taught step classes, strength classes, cardio kickboxing, aqua. So I taught (laughs) in the pool and I just loved it. And I was studying psychology at the time. And I think what really drove me to continue in the field of sport and exercise psychology was Sister Jean, who is now famous 
at the time, she was probably in her 70s. So she was a staple at the Loyola community. And she was one of our nuns, Sister Jean. And I just remember her being in my classes, being in step classes with just such enthusiasm. And she really talked to us about appreciating everything that life has to offer from a holistic perspective. So making sure that you're healthy and mind, body, spirit, and that you're somehow contributing to the world. And my way of contributing was through group fitness at that time. And so how did you decide to transition to becoming a sports psychologist? And what all is like entailed in that process? So it's really great. So I'm a counselor and I specialize in the field of sport and exercise psychology. Okay. When I left Loyola, I knew there was something that I wanted to do with my psychology degree but I didn't know what. And I knew I wanted to continue in the fitness industry. And I had to find some way to bring those two things together. So I found a master's degree program that was sport and exercise psychology. And sports psychology is an interdisciplinary field. So we have people like Dr. Jen, who's an LMFT, a marriage and family therapist, myself as an LCPC counselor, psychologist, kinesiologist. What do all those letters mean? What does that mean to regular people? (laughs) (laughs) So as I'm a licensed clinical professional counselor, okay. Dr. Jen, for example, is a LMFT licensed marriage family therapist. Okay. So it's people who have a clinical degree to diagnose mental health issues, psychologists, psychiatrists, social workers. We also have our colleagues in the kinesiology world. So they are more biomechanics. How does the body work on a muscular level, on a skeletal level? And we come together in our field and we clinicians get training in biomechanics and how the body moves. Our kinesiologist colleagues get some training in how the mind works. And we have a certificate through the Association for Applied Sports Psychology that demonstrates competence to work with people who are exercisers, athletes, anybody with a high stress job or a need to get in the zone on demand. And so we utilize our knowledge about how the mind and body work together to help people excel to be their best. Okay. That's helpful. When when you throw all those letters at us, I just assume it means they're not straight. Yeah. Like I I don't even know anymore. So so what do you do at work for in the day? Like, what does that look like? That's a great question. I love my job because it's different every single day. So I'm a professor in counseling at the Family Institute at Northwestern University. So with that, I teach the new generation of counselors how to be counselors, mental health counselors. Okay. In addition, I have a small private practice where I work with athletes or other high achievers, again, helping them get in the zone on demand. So it could be somebody who is experiencing mental health concerns of their own, Recently, with the pandemic, there has been a lot of issues related to depression, anxiety, concerns about the future, concerns about how to stay in shape. And at other times, I help athletes prepare for competitions mentally or how to talk to coaches about concerns, really different kind of life developmental stage issues. Okay, so then I'm curious, what's your like psychological take on Peloton and how all of Peloton kind of comes together? I find it absolutely fascinating. So my first impression of Peloton when I started using the app before my bike came in was, holy cow, this sense of community. 
So I jumped on Facebook. I've got lots of counselor and psychologist friends who are also part of Peloton. And they encouraged me to join some of the Facebook groups. And I definitely have a lot of thoughts about the groups. But just looking at how specified different groups can be in terms of people's common goals. So I think the thing that's really cool about it is it made me think about my students and some research that one of my colleagues did on the sense of community. So Dr. Eric Beeson looked at a digital space where students study kind of like this via Zoom, synchronous and asynchronous, and looked at what is it that really creates this sense of belonging and sense of community. And belonging was one of those things, belonging, common goals, looking at shared interests and values. And I think that the Peloton community is really, really strong in talking about those things. So we've got the main Peloton page that people are in. We have John Mills page, we have your page, and then we have specific exercise pages where people can go and ask questions and feel really comfortable being vulnerable and hearing help from people, hearing recommendations, and also sharing success stories. And I think those kinds of things really motivate people to try to live a healthier lifestyle. So why do you think it is that you don't see similar groups and offshoots popping up around other fitness brands? Like this seems to be kind of exclusive to Peloton. Peloton has a strong sense when it comes to gathering people. I don't know. What do they have? Over 4 million subscribers at this point. Mm -hmm. So I think that they really took off with word of mouth. You don't even call that marketing, but just (laughs) word of mouth in terms of people talking about how much they love the product, the classes, the instructors. And I think it's a grassroots way of really having people say what they like about a product and what they genuinely feel benefits them about this. And for so many people, it's about not necessarily losing weight, although that's a huge part of it for a lot of people, but it's about that lifelong health and wellness and the fact that you really have no excuses. If you have a bike or a treadmill in your home, it's literally right there. If you can't jump on the equipment, there's meditation, there's yoga, there's strength classes. So I think that there are so many options that fit into so many schedules and lifestyles that people just talk about it. You know, if they hear their friends or colleagues with a concern or a problem about making time for physical fitness, people talk about Peloton and about their app and their ability to make sure that this fits into your life. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's kind of like they were the first to the market. They were the first ones to like, and people spoke about them so much through that word of mouth process that they just have like this ginormous lead ahead of any other exercise company that comes after them. Is that accurate? Am I hearing you right? (laughs) Yes, that's totally accurate. I also think that it's Peloton's consistency and reliability. So that's always been there. And I think that people appreciate that. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like, um, like, obviously, there are a lot of people that come to the bike for weight loss, but, but Peloton never really positions themselves in that manner like you said it's It's never a quick fix it's always about Mm -hmm. wellness which i think maybe is making a difference long term in that people don't see it as a destination they see it as a journey right like it's like i think when people are focused on weight loss when they hit that number then they're like oh well i'm done you're not because it does feel like people are sticking with peloton longer than you see other and i hate to say exercise fads like as if peloton's a fad i think We've kind of established it's not, but people stick with it in a way that a lot of other things, it's like it's very goal oriented and then it kind of falls by the wayside. 
Yeah. And I think you were so right there in the fact that they don't push weight loss. They don't push weight loss products. They celebrate all types of bodies, all different kinds of abilities. And there's something for everyone. So you don't necessarily feel isolated in your own search for your goals or your own accomplishments of your goals. They have such, again, consistency in the message of overall life wellness. This isn't just a piece of equipment. It's something that motivates people to live healthy. And the definition of live healthy is different for all of us. I don't mean to put you on the spot. So if you don't want to answer this question, that is completely okay. I'm curious, though, what your thoughts are about the other companies that are kind of I feel like lately we've been talking about this more and more that some of the competition is like calling Peloton out and they're like, I'm coming for you. You know, it's a very like aggressive approach. And some of these companies do push weight loss. They do push products that they're selling. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on if you had to guess what their success level is going to be as they enter the market next to Peloton. Well, you know, I think a lot of people will continue to try to duplicate Peloton's model. And I just don't see that happening for so many reasons. Again, I am not a fan of products pushing weight loss. I think that sends the wrong message to people in terms of, again, what you said, a quick fix. It's not lifestyle is not a quick fix. It's something we work at every single day. And I think that some of the other companies, there's something with friendly banter about doing that. But some of this call out has not been friendly banter. It's been pretty unprofessional, in my opinion. And I think that they did address some things in terms of what Peloton is known for. So some people want a workout and nothing else, like no silliness during class, no fluff, no motivational speeches. And so we've heard some commercials that say we just do workout and some people really are drawn to that. So people who are drawn to that will possibly shift over there. You know, I I don't know a whole lot about the other apps or the other equipment, but the messages are kind of interesting for sure. Yeah, it's always interesting when another product tries to differentiate itself by like kind of taking their competitor's strong suit and saying, yeah, we don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's almost like an airline saying like, we don't land safely. Like, <laughs> like we leave that to the other guys. Anybody can do yeah. that. <laughs> and I also want to kind of circle back. You said you had a lot of thoughts about the groups, the Facebook groups. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Actually, I want to start with what do you think about the OPP? <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom told me if I don't have anything nice, not to say anything at all. <laughs> so what I can say about that group is to me... It doesn't feel like a welcoming group. I was really shocked at the amount of negativity and toxicity and politics on that page. Not a nice page at all. You know, for example, I'm wearing my Chicago Police Memorial Foundation shirt today in honor of Officer Ella French, who was killed in Chicago this weekend. Sorry. And somebody posted, let's do a ride to honor her on the main page. And people had supportive comments and other people didn't. So that's an example of, in my opinion, disrespect. And you just like, be nice, people. Why can't we be nice? Right. You don't have to agree with it. You can just move on. You don't have to agree with anything. And that's the whole thing with social media. If you don't agree, scroll, scroll, scroll. But, you know, there are two groups that I really love, which are the LEO Wives of Peloton and First Responders of Peloton. 
So what I really like about those groups is the supportive nature of the lived experiences that people have in those communities and the love for fitness. So for example, people who are first responders have wacky schedules. Sometimes they might be working for 24 hours at a time, 12 hours at a time, no days off for a month. And so they'll come into the page and say, this is my schedule. What do I do? Like, what are other people doing to make this a successful journey in keeping up with fitness? You know, I want to come home and go to sleep, but sometimes I just want a 10 minute ride just to get some energy out. So I find that those groups are extremely supportive. And then unfortunately, there are many tragedies that happen within first responders and people flock to that page and say, for example, in Chicago, people came to that page and said, sending love to everyone in Chicago. What do you all need right now? How can we help? And I imagine that there are other pages that are very similar in offering support to their communities when they find something. I'm a cancer survivor, for example. And one of my hashtags is cancer survivor. And I'm not in any Peloton cancer pages, but I'm sure there are pages out there where people are providing support. I have noticed in some of the pages that I'm on, so um, Hardcore on the Floor, for example, I've noticed people commenting about their cancer journeys and saying, you know, I'm going to chemo today, or I just finished chemo, or I had surgery. Is it okay to do these workouts? And that post would be swarmed with just love and positivity and encouragement. So that is Peloton. That is Peloton. That is community uplifting each other and helping each other through struggles that are fitness related and then other issues that happen in life. And I think that is the strength that Peloton has created that these other companies can't touch. You know, I used to think that like they should do something about the OPP. And now I'm I've kind of come full circle on it. And I think that they shouldn't because I feel like it kind of draws the fire from all the other groups, like the people that want to go and just sit there and poke at each other, they can all do it over there. And then yeah. and then everyone else leave can, our small groups alone. Everyone else can scamper <laughs> off to these smaller, more niche groups. And some of these niches are very large. Yeah, but they can huge. they can find their own Peloton plus communities and let everybody that wants to yell at each other stay over on the OPP. Like now I'm like, hey, this might have been brilliant. They're, <laughs> they're four steps ahead. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and like I'm in a Chicago page. It's just fun to see how everybody is doing on my Chicago page. Like every now and then I'll see a Peloton van and just like snap a picture of it. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness, someone is going to be really excited today. <laughs> but those kind of things and the excitement of welcoming a new person to a group or answering questions for newbies, I think it's pretty cool. It's a cool community. It absolutely is. And do you feel comfortable talking about your cancer journey? Yeah, definitely. What kind of cancer did you have? And like, was it recent or and how did you deal with that? That's got to be hard. Yeah, well, I will start with the good news is that we are recording right now in August, the end of August, I will be five years cancer free, no evidence of disease, nice. which is a really big deal for the type of cancer I had. Congrats. So, so I was diagnosed in 2016 with triple negative breast cancer. Oh, no family history. I clearly, you know, my career is in exercise and fitness. So it was definitely a shock. And it was I knew something was wrong with me for a while and you know how we know our bodies and especially that's another thing that's so important about exercising regularly is you feel changes in your body. 
and I would do regular breast exams and I felt something that was squishy like a water balloon. It's the only way I can describe it. So I went in to see a specialist. She freaked out. She's like, oh my gosh, I need to biopsy you right now. And she took eight biopsies, five in the breast, three in the armpit. And she said, I think that you have cancer. I need to get this taken care of right away. That was on a Friday. Got her phone call on a Monday confirming the diagnosis. Oh, my gosh. And it was terrible, terrible. But I will tell you that I think what really helped me through it was having a really focused mindset on goals and milestones. And my training in sport and exercise psychology, that degree, really, really got me through it because I was like, all right, I need to control the controllables. I can't control my medical issue right now, but I can control my perspective and what I'm going to do to make it to the finish line. So I figured out like goal dates. So I had about 20 weeks of chemo, 28 rounds of radiation. I think I had five surgeries, tons of physical therapy. It was atrocious. It was terrible. But I had such amazing support in my friends around me. They took care of when my mom was here taking care of me, they would take care of her. And um, just really lucky to have one of the best medical communities in the world here in Chicago. I have to give a shout out to Dr. Rita Nanda at the University of Chicago, who saved my life through an experimental medication. And like I probably should write a book about this, but there's no treatment for triple negative. What? So they what does that mean? I'm not up. familiar with that. Oh, what? triple negative. I learned so much. There's many different kinds of cancers and types of breast cancers. And each has receptors and the chemo functions on the receptors to stop the growth or to, to hopefully help the cancer shrink in. With triple negative, that means that the receptors won't bind. Okay. So you're just kind of like hoping that maybe happens. And then I had immunotherapy as an experimental medication. It melted away my tumors I had in my breast and in my lymph nodes. Wow. Melted them away like magic. Melting away is the phrase that my doctor would use. Wow. And it was amazing. Like now it seems like a very bad dream. And talking to other cancer survivors, talking with Johnny Immerman at Immerman Angels that's based in Chicago was amazing. And, you know, this all brings me back to sense of community is that we can make an effort to surround ourselves with very positive people who do positive things in the world. And then we all need help at different points in life. And I needed a lot of help then. And my friends and family made sure that I was uplifted when I needed it. One of my girlfriends and her husband cooked 20 meals for me and put them in Tupperware, four different kinds of meals. And I said, we're not sure how you're going to feel or what you're going to want to eat. But here's a bunch of food because I really don't cook. <laughs> like Here's some food. So you just like don't have to think about that. But that community, my friends really just circled around me and made sure that I was OK. And I'm eternally grateful for that. That's wonderful. That's awesome. It is. And I worked out through almost all of it. I did a half marathon <laughs> what? when I was almost done with chemo. With <laughs> my, my goodness. Permission. I had my doctor's permission. I just don't even know how you had the energy, though. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a lot of energy. But, you know, you mentioned my medals. And my favorite event was here in Chicago, the rock and roll half marathon. And I don't think they do that anymore. So I talked to my trainer and I said, I had to decide whether or not to do the event. And I said, I've never missed this event. I missed it once. That's because I was in D.C. with the American Counseling Association lobbying for mental health. That's the only time I've missed it. 
So I said, I really want to do this. Will you do it with me? And he said, yes, he's also a therapist. And he's also uh, with the Association for Applied Sports Psychology certified. So he kind of knew I was coming from. And I said, I promise if I'm not feeling well, I'll stop and I will throw in the towel. But I'm not going to let cancer get in the way of me doing this race or anything else. It was raining out. I was definitely, it was not my fastest race, but it was one of my most meaningful because again, it's just like that, that mentality that nothing is going to stop me. And that's why I find exercise and participating in races, encouraging other people, completing my Peloton goals is that I see myself now participating because other people can't. And I have no excuse. I'm not in a bed having chemo pumped into my arm. I'm not recovering from surgery. I have no excuse not to live my best life and not to encourage other people to do so. So I, I really hope to inspire people, especially people who are feeling alone or feeling like they can't do something. Just know that there are so many people out there who are cheering you on and my example from hardcore on the floor with cancer patients posting in there, I feel and they're feeling alone. And just so many people come out and say, I went through this too, and you've got this with doctor's consent. <laughs> doctor's consent. Very important. Yeah. Very important. Yes. Asterisk. <laughs> like, don't just wow. run out and do it. That's, yeah. That is super inspiring, though. Thank Absolutely. you for sharing. Wow. So uh, what is your leaderboard name? I am Sport Doc Michelle, Michelle with one L. And how did you come? No, wait. I, <laughs> I think we got that, I got one. that one. Even I got that one. Okay, so you can only pick one instructor. I'll give you one instructor per like kind of exercise. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> so number one will be Bex Gentry on the tread. Yeah, she's so amazing. So proud of her with her Olympic trials. That was talk about inspiring. Also inspiring. So inspiring. <laughs> um, Adrian Williams for strength. Okay. Oh, cycle. I can't even pick one person. Um, okay, we'll do it this way. Who do you take the most classes with? If you were to look at your Peloton profile, who have you taken the most classes with? I have taken the most classes with people who do artist series. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's not a good answer because there's so many. But I do like the power zone classes too, because I like hearing the physiological cues so a lot with Matt, Emma Lovewell. I mean, Robin. <laughs> um, They're all your favorites. Chelsea for yoga. Would it be easier meditation. to say, who do you not I ride know, with? I was like, I know you're a doctor, <laughs> but do you know what the word one means? No, I, no, I'm I a little don't. concerned. <laughs> That's my therapeutic answer. <laughs> That's a few options. That's They're such a talented group of people. Yeah, and I are. love learning about their backgrounds before they were Peloton instructors. I they're, do too. they're just amazing and so talented. I always just find it so fascinating, you know, and one thing they all have in common is they had big personalities before Peloton, yes. <laughs> which I love. Yes. I find that fascinating. And I, I loved when you talked about the preparation for a class. Yeah, when that Sam Yo video a few episodes ago. Amazing just to think about what goes into that. And we don't realize that as participants, how much time and energy and weeks go into making one class. So thank you for really highlighting that because that was so cool. I thought about what I would do as a group fitness instructor. You know, we had tapes back in the day and then I would make CDs and I would write out my choreography and that was a lot of work, but not anything compared to what they do to just really make these outstanding digital opportunities for us. 
It's a true it's a true production. It's absolutely awesome. I enjoyed it just as much as you did, so no need to thank me. <laughs> <laughs> so in your professional opinion, do you have any advice for people just entering the world of Peloton? Yes, I do. First of all, welcome to everybody who's new. And I think that it can be extremely intimidating to start because there are so many options. So my recommendation is to find something fun to do. First thing is find something fun after you make sure that you're set up properly and that your bike is set in the right settings. And there are videos on the bike that can help with that. But I think once people find a fun activity, so for me, my first ride was a live ride. And then I just did artist series because I want to get the feel for the bike and really listen to the music. And then once that happens, just become acclimated with the different types of programs and badges and communities. And the more classes you take, the more you'll enjoy being a part of this community. I think that give instructors different opportunities to teach you because they all have so many different styles and take multiple instructors and see what kind of instructor really speaks to you. I think people need different things during different parts of their journeys and don't give up. Definitely take breaks when you need to take breaks, but We're all here to support you. So jump in a group and tell us what you're thinking and really just enjoy the ride. Excellent advice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we let you go, where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found? Sure. People can find me at drmichellecaroulis.com with Michelle with one L. Also, same name on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I do want to mention on my webpage, I have free resources. So I'm clearly passionate about mental health. (laughs) And I have a free workbook called Demystify Mental Health. I also have a free workbook that's called Mind Over Marathon to help people just get in the zone. And that can really be helpful for anybody who is exercising. And it uses my favorite sports psychology tips. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Wonderful resources. We'll be sure and link to that in the email that we send out if I remember to send it out. This is the way it works is that on weeks when it gets sent out, I remembered on weeks when it doesn't get sent out, she forgot. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Throw me right under the bus. That's, You've that's... taken that over, mister. It's just all you now. <laughs> well, thank thank you, you. Thank you so much for taking time out of what I'm sure is a busy day to join us. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed talking with you. Oh, we had a blast. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Uh, What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we are going to talk to Claire Werner. She has a Peloton blog where she goes into detail about every single Peloton class she takes. And uh, you can find out all about that next week. Awesome. So until then, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram and Twitter, the bike, and of course, the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group, and don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. Thank you.